Hey everyone, welcome back to This is Steph Sober, the podcast. I'm your host, Steph, an ex-binge drinker who is now a sober lifestyle blogger, as well as a wife and mother. In this episode, I am going to share my experience with alcohol-induced anxiety. I'm going to talk about why this happens and how long it took for me to be anxiety-free after I quit drinking. I am not a doctor or a psychologist. I am just here to share my story because I feel someone might relate and it could start a conversation between them and their healthcare provider. I know that I was in the dark about this for 17 years. And so I want to shine some light on the subject to help others. So let's start with why this happens. After having a drink of alcohol, our bodies are trying to get back to homeostasis. And this process involves a rush of adrenaline and cortisol. And cortisol causes the fight or flight response to go off in our bodies. And this describes my anxiety to a T. This is exactly what my anxiety attacks felt like. And this can also be referred to as hangxiety. I'm sure some of you have heard that term. And according to Henry Ford Health, drinking alcohol dumps a flood of dopamine into the pleasure center of the brain. The feel-good chemical swirls through your head, but the rush only lasts for a short while. When dopamine levels dip back down, feelings of of anxiety rebound. Researchers think that may be one of the reasons why people who experience anxiety, especially those who are extremely shy, may have a higher risk of developing alcohol use disorder. It goes on to say that heavy drinking produces psychological changes in the brain. When you're drinking, there's an influx of the GABA which causes you to feel relaxed and calm. When you stop drinking, you have withdrawal symptoms. Your body gets used to that crutch to feel calm. Take it away and anxiety often follows. Add interrupted sleep to the mix, which often happens when people drink to excess, and feelings of depression and anxiety get even worse. Anxiety can either be the reason someone drinks or drinking can be the reason someone has anxiety. These two things go hand in hand because most of us will use alcohol to ease anxiety and it can kind of become blurred, like which came first, the chicken or the egg. But today I am going to talk about my experience and why I came up with the conclusion that alcohol caused my anxiety. So I want to talk about first, I'm going to tell you guys the story of my very first anxiety attack. Um, Let me set the stage. What was going on in my life at the time? I was 26. Um, My parents were getting divorced. My husband and I had been married for two years. We were building a new house. And when I say we were building a new house, My husband's a carpenter. He did 80% of the build on our home. And so there was a lot of going to work all day, going out to the house, work on that. We spent all our free time out there working on that house. We also decided that would be a fun time to try and get pregnant. (laughs) 
I I also had a job that I absolutely fucking hated. Like, hated my job. And during that time, um, we had met some of our new neighbors in the, the neighborhood that we were building. And they introduced us into a new world of drinking. At the time, my husband and I, we were probably like weekend binge drinkers as most in their 20s were. And that was actually how we met. We, I, I knew him for a long time, but never really hung out with him until he was, he's three years older than I am. So I, he went to the same high school. He was a senior when I was a freshman. I knew of him, but um, we didn't really get to know each other until um, the bar scene. And we were always at the same bars. And so that's kind of how our relationship evolved. And after we got married, you know, we still went out on the weekends, but we mostly during the week kept it pretty low key when it came to drinking. Um, but these neighbors, they would come home from work and they would drink and they, you know, were talking about how that's how they relieved the stress of their day. And well, let's be honest, him and I were pretty stressed at the time. So we started drinking as well during the week. And as you know, um, alcohol always starts out very slowly and it's a slow build until, you know, you realize that you're really caught up in it. And that's kind of where our slow build started. And so I was not dealing with the stresses in my life in a healthy way. Um, I was definitely using the alcohol to drown out all of these the things I listed that were stressing me out at the time. And those are pretty big things, you know? So... This leads up then to my first anxiety attack. Um, I was on my lunch break and I there was a Kmart across the street and I would I would frequent that on my lunch break, just picking up things that I needed to save myself a trip after work. And so I'm in line getting ready to check out and all of a sudden I felt this like burning sensation deep in my gut and it started to slowly like, go throughout my whole body like it was just starting to project and it's that feeling of when someone scares you or that feeling when you get a phone call and it's really bad news and you get that like burning tingling feeling throughout your body it was that but like let's just multiply it by like 10 okay and it made me feel really nervous and I'm thinking, where is this coming from? I'm just standing in line. So I was, it made me nervous because I didn't know what my body was doing. And when I get nervous, you know how some people when they get nervous, they get nauseous. Me, when I get nervous, I have to pee. Like instantly, I have to pee. So then I have to pee. And I have this weird sensation in my body. I feel like I'm going to piss myself. And I'm trying, like, I'm being brutally honest here, you guys. And and this is crazy because not too many people know that this was my experience. And so it actually feels really good to, like, talk this out. And so I am, like, trying to swipe my card, check out. I'm shaking. It was awful. I run out to my car, get in, sit down. And I just remember going, what the fuck was that? And these attacks would continue 
for the next 17 years of my life. So I went to a psychiatrist about these attacks because they were really starting to affect my day-to-day life. And I described to her what I just described to you on what it feels like. And so she put me on some antidepressants and Xanax and that did not help. Um, I was not honest with her about my drinking. She did ask what my drinking habits were. I told her I was a social drinker who maybe drank just a few on the weekends, which was a total lie. So there's probably why the medications weren't working because I believe you shouldn't be drinking while you're taking them. And so I quit taking them. And my drinking just escalated because to me it seemed like it was the only thing that was helping. And so I would just try to get through my days and then I would drink in the evenings to, you know, I'm using air quotes, calm myself down. And then... I finally got pregnant with my daughter and it um, it took us almost two years. So I was at this point um, 28 and my anxiety attacks went away. And it wasn't like immediately. It was one of those things where I'm about halfway through my pregnancy and I noticed because you know when you're pregnant, you've got so many other things going on that I just kind of, they just kind of went away and I thought, oh, it's probably the hormones, something to do with that because I just obviously didn't even put together that it was the alcohol because to me, the alcohol helped my anxiety. You gotta remember that's where my head was at. And so after I had my daughter and I started drinking again, the anxiety attacks came back. But also, when I introduced the alcohol back into my life after she was born, I also introduced birth control pills. And once again, my doctor didn't know how much I was drinking. And so he also thought that maybe my anxiety attacks were hormone related since my anxiety was bad before I had her. And then it seemed to go away while I was pregnant. And so we decided to do an IUD for birth control, which doesn't have any hormones in it. There's a couple different ones. We don't need to get into all that. But anyway, so we did a non-hormonal birth control. Anxiety did not go away. Um, I just decided I was going to continue to just handle it myself with alcohol. I am, I am just one of those people that... I really don't like people to worry about me. I don't like to ask for help. Um, So I really never, people knew that I had anxiety. I I brought it up. I would say I I had anxiety or I would have anxiety attacks, but no one knew the degree. And if people were around when I was having an anxiety attack, I, I didn't tell them it was going on. Like I, I'm not proud of this, but I can be pretty strong about things. And it's not always a good thing, obviously. (laughs) Um, Because it was really, really hard for me to be in the midst of an anxiety attack. And like I said, it would feel like that rush of adrenaline plus then like I thought I was gonna like wet my pants. Um, So there's panic involved and um, I need to know where the nearest restroom is. And it was just, 
I was a prisoner to it and it was very, very much debilitating in my life. There was a point where I just didn't want to leave my house because they seemed to come on a lot more when I was in public. And it was always any time that I was expected to be still. So what that looked like is waiting in line was the worst. If I felt trapped, and I think it's because my mind would go to, oh my God, what if this happens right now, which then would trigger the anxiety attack. But you know, what if this happens right now? I'm in line. Then I got to leave line. I got to go to the bathroom to use the bathroom to calm myself down. There was this whole play it forward going on in my mind. And I just didn't want to leave my house because of it. Um, so yeah, being in line, uh, I would have anxiety attacks when I was would go get a massage. I mean, how are you having an anxiety attack when you're getting a massage? You're supposed to, like, that's supposed to be so relaxing, but same type of scenarios would play out in my head. Being in the carpool line to pick my daughter up was probably one of the hardest things for me. Once again, I felt stuck and anxious. Um, So there were times that I don't like to admit it, but I would um, bring a drink with me and put it in, you know, a cup so no one would know um, to try to keep me calm because I would have some very, very horrible anxiety attacks in my car. Another thing that was ruined by my anxiety were vacations. And, you know, knowing that vacation, I obviously was drinking way more than I would um, in normal day-to-day life. I still didn't really connect the dots. And um, there were very, there were a lot of vacations that were ruined from my anxiety because not only was I having anxiety attacks, but I would get horrible um, digestion while I was on vacation. I mean, I didn't have very good digestion anyway, but on vacation it would get way worse because I'm drinking a lot more. I'm drinking more sugary drinks, especially if we're, you know, on the beach or we we like to cruise. If we were on a cruise, a lot of sugary drinks. And so I would spend a lot of time in the bathroom and that's just no way to spend a vacation. And I always would come home needing another vacation from my vacation because I was so anxious and ran through the ringer for that whole week that I was exhausted. And I know now that that's not what vacations are about or how you should feel um, when you're on a vacation. So, and it was actually my very last vacation when I had the realization that alcohol is causing my anxiety. Uh, We were in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, which at the time of me recording this podcast, uh, as you would all know, um, it was probably about a month ago now, that poor area was just leveled by a hurricane. And um, it's really sad to know that I'll never get to have like a redo of that trip. It was, it was a really, really anxious trip for me. Um, I got really, really drunk the first night, blackout drunk, and I really don't remember a lot of it. Um, I do know that me and we went with, um, about seven other people 
um, my husband had went to bed and I stayed up with a couple of the other, the, a couple of the other guys in our group and, um, everybody else was in bed and the three of us walked up to the gas station at like one in the morning because we thought it'd be a good idea to buy cigars. And actually it was my idea and it wasn't a safe area. And it's just thinking back on all these, you know, scenarios that I put myself in, but I woke up the next day and I was extremely ill from a hangover, but also my anxiety was probably the worst it had ever been. And um, everyone was getting up to go to breakfast and I just, I couldn't. I was so uncomfortable and I just told everyone to go on without me and I couldn't sleep it off because the anxiety and the adrenaline was just running so strong through my body. I just wanted to crawl out of my own skin. I just just rolled around in that bed wallowing in my own like you know guilt and shame and there was just it was torturous. Um and then I got to thinking and I don't know what it was, but I had like a moment of clarity and I grabbed my phone and I was like does alcohol cause anxiety and if you ever google that that's a rabbit hole <laughs> and, and it will tell you right away yes and there's no denying it I mean a lot of times you can google things and you can find you know the contrary of what you're looking for but there was no contrary I mean it's 100% a huge factor in anxiety and so it was right there in front of me. And it was in that moment that I made up my mind. I was done drinking. And that was actually almost a year ago as I record this. It was right after Thanksgiving um, that we went on the trip. So it was end of November. And um, I had made up my mind that I was I was done, but I didn't know I had no plan, right? I didn't know how to do it. And so for the rest of the trip, I drank just enough to keep my anxiety at bay, even though I knew that wasn't the right thing to do, but I also knew that I needed to get back home and I needed to be in the comfort of my home and in solitude to get through this. So I did what I needed to do. Um, I drank just enough to keep myself from getting horribly anxious, but then I didn't want to be hungover anymore, so I had to really keep that balancing act. And when you're a binge drinker, that's really, really hard. Moderation is not easy. And um, so my trip was not fun, but I put on a happy face and pretended like everything was okay. And then we got back and my dad had bought me a advent calendar a wine advent calendar and that was my Christmas gift and I decided that even though I'm done drinking um, I'm going to make it the start date January 1st um, I'm gonna just have this I'm, I'm not gonna get drunk I'm gonna moderate my drinking from now until the end of the year I don't want to ever be hungover again um, I had that one glass of wine every day until Christmas Day. And, you know, 
looking at it now, it was probably a good thing. I learned a lot in having that one glass of, glass of wine. I learned that the buzz only lasted for about 20 minutes, and then I became extremely irritable, um, which taught me that, you know, that first drink is always a lie. Um, so that really like drove that home for me. And then I don't know if I would have had withdrawal symptoms. I, I guess I'll never know. I, I did drink pretty heavy. Um, so there's a chance I could have. So maybe, you know, coming down off of it in that way. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Um, this is just food for thought or things that I've thought of that maybe that helped me as well. And it's definitely not me recommending it to anyone. It's just, like I said, I'm sharing my story and just trying to like put pieces together. But Christmas day came and I had that last glass of wine and I was going to, like I said, not quit until January 1st, but I don't even know if I finished that glass of wine that day because I, I was so done and just disgusted by it and ready. And, um, yeah, so that, I, I, that ended up being my last drink and, uh, my sober date became December 26th of 2021. And so I would love to tell you then that like, oh, then the anxiety went away, but, um, it didn't, it actually, got pretty bad, but I knew from what I read that I had to get through the thick of the forest um, because I was on this vicious cycle and it was never ever gonna end. So I had to cut it off, I had to stop and I had to like be strong and get through it. And um, I would say for me personally, and I know everyone's gonna be different, for me personally, it took about 60 days before I noticed that the anxiety was gone. And I will tell you, when I realized it was gone, what had happened was there was a moment. And so I was up at the school in the carpool line and there was this moment of, of anticipation, right? Waiting for that burning in my gut and that overwhelming feeling of nervousness and and like having to go to the bathroom, like that whole thing. I anticipated it and it never happened. Not even like a little glimpse of it. And I thought, oh my God. And then it made me like stop and think, you know, it has actually really been a while since I felt that way. And so it definitely gradually ended up going away. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said I still don't have anxious moments, but they're the normal healthy kind of anxious like we're like it's part of being human it's it's another one of those feelings or emotions or whatever you want to call it that we have to feel it protects us it lets us know when something isn't safe it's when it's coming about for no apparent reason that it's unhealthy and when it's debilitating and it and it keeps you from doing things you love that's when it's unhealthy And so giving you all of that um, and telling you all of these things and connecting all these dots, you know, from, you know, my pregnancy. I mean, as soon as I read all that stuff on Google, that was one of the first things I thought of was like, oh, my God, duh, 
That's why I didn't have any anxiety when I was pregnant with my daughter. I wasn't drinking. It was like all those little light bulbs, all those little ahas were happening. So I'm pretty confident in looking back that the alcohol caused my anxiety. And, you know, like I said at the beginning, the reason I want to share this is because there are so many people who feel anxious or suffer from anxiety. And I think it'd be valuable for them to take a look at the role alcohol may be playing in that. Like how much, you know, you know how much you're drinking. And so if this relates to you and you can start maybe connecting the dots, it could really be a conversation you might want to have with your healthcare provider. And it has to be an honest one. You have to tell them how much you really are you really are drinking. And you know, I, I I never did. And I'm not trying to lecture because I get it. Like no one likes having the doctor lecture them about their drinking. I know that's why I didn't do it, but I would have saved myself so much anxiety, right? So much suffering that I went through. And, you know, I just, I never even considered alcohol to be the reason I was anxious. And it was the reason. It was the reason. Because I have proven that by getting far enough away from drinking and now seeing that I don't have those anxiety attacks anymore. I mean, what more proof do I need? And what better way for me to stay sober than to remind myself all the time that I don't want to go back to having those horrible anxiety attacks? You know, and when people make comments that well, you didn't have a drinking problem. This is exactly why drinking was a problem for me. And that's exactly what I tell them. You know, a lot of them didn't know. I suffered in silence. I didn't tell people how bad my anxiety was. And maybe shame on me for that. But no one gets to tell me if my drinking was a problem or not. Only I get to decide that. And I'm telling you, it was a problem. Because having chronic anxiety attacks almost every day to me is a problem. So if you feel like alcohol is causing your anxiety, talk to your doctor and, and seriously, just be, be honest about your drinking. It's probably one of my biggest regrets is not being honest, but I know now I'm good now. And, um, yeah, I'm forever going to be grateful that I figured it out because to continue on living the way I was living was just no way to live. So it was really just that simple for me, I guess, just to take out the alcohol. (laughs) I say simple because it's, it's a simple act, but it's as we know in the sober community, it's not always easy. So, all right, that wraps this episode up. I hope it was informational and impactful. And um, yeah, no one, you know, I don't want anyone to ever feel alone in any part of their sobriety. And, and that's why 
I was here sharing this part of my story with you today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. Remember, I am just a woman on a mission to normalize sobriety and living a sober lifestyle. I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor. Please, if alcohol is causing serious physical or mental health issues, seek professional help. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Be sure to follow so you don't miss future episodes. And just so you know, leaving a five-star review will help this podcast reach more people like you and in the sober community. It's an easy way to do your part in normalizing a sober lifestyle. Because I truly believe that nobody should feel alone in sobriety. And that being said, feel free to reach out to me or anyone on the sober Instagram community. Check out my show notes for my Instagram handle at this is Steph Sober. My DMs are always open.